I'm Jerry Willis. I'm Steve Ducey. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, December 7th, 2020. I'm Trey Inkst. Russia has started to vaccinate citizens against COVID-19 in a major turning point for the pandemic. With winter and maybe with the rise of COVID-19 cases throughout the world, some of the countries will decide not to wait for the FDA approval, um, as we've seen in the UK, and uh, will then start vaccinating. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. The United Kingdom could join Russia this week in rolling out its initial COVID-19 vaccines, though controversy remains over the Russian Sputnik V vaccine since Western regulators say it was pushed through an approval process. In Britain, the American-made Pfizer vaccine will be the first on the market with others like Moderna and AstraZeneca expected to follow closely behind. So is this a sign of what's to come around the world this month? And how will these developments change the way we live amid the outbreak of COVID-19? From early this year, in a couple of weeks, we're going to see more and more countries joining in. Joining us for this story and more news you may have missed this week, Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. Um, The UK is starting tomorrow with some of the vaccination by Pfizer. Um, There have been talks here in Israel to also acquire uh, at least part of the shots of Pfizer and Moderna regarding um, the vaccination, start vaccinating people. Um, We've seen other countries, uh, maybe the US, uh, after they get FDA approval. Uh, We've seen Bahrain saying that over the weekend that they already started with the Russian, uh, with the Chinese vaccination and acquiring more and more uh, vaccinations from Pfizer as well. Uh, We're still waiting to see from Moderna. And I think that um, with winter and maybe with the rise of COVID-19 cases throughout the world, some of the countries will decide not to wait for the FDA approval, um, as we've seen in the UK, and uh, will do their own regulations and start vaccinating. Uh, We have to remember that the vaccination process has, has a lot of logistical challenges, uh, mainly in distribution and um, keeping the vaccinations for a short time in a very, very low temperature. Um, and also uh, two of the, of, of the vaccinations, three of the vaccinations that we know, Moderna, Pfizer and the, and the Russian one needs two doses of vaccinations uh, within 17 to 21 days. And I think that the main challenge is going to be the second part of the vaccination, the dosage. Uh, We talked about it last week. Who's going to get the vaccination first? Are they going to be the elderly? Are they going to be first responders or healthcare uh, workers? And we also need to remember the two populations are not getting the vaccinations now, children and pregnant women, because we don't have enough information regarding that, whether they're going to happen or not. So You raise a good point about countries moving forward with vaccine rollout, despite the fact that these American-made vaccines, like the Pfizer drug, have not been FDA approved. They're through their own approval process, and they will be rolled out most likely in many places ahead of the American vaccine. I want to ask you about Russia, though. There's been some controversy around the Sputnik V vaccine. Early on, the Russians were vaccinating healthcare workers, and now they have expanded to the general population, is this vaccine safe? And 
did it rush through the process in the same way that it is being criticized? Uh, the short answer is that we don't know. We don't have enough information on the Russian, the Sputnik V vaccination, and the Chinese one. We assume that countries are responsible for their citizens' health. Therefore, they are not going to do anything that would jeopardize their life. Um, as you mentioned, uh, the Russians have started um, signing vaccinations for the first doses for the general population. You can sign up online. If you're between the ages of 18 and 60, there, in Moscow, there are 70 locations that you can uh, register and get the vaccination. They started uh, on Saturday. Uh, what's interesting is that with the Russian um, vaccinations, the limit of the age limit is six years old. When we know that the most vulnerable populations are the one above the age of 60, and therefore all all over the world are going to be the first one to get the vaccinations. So we, since we see that um, the age group that are being vaccinated in Russia are in the age of 18 and 60. And we know that the most vulnerable population is above the age of 60 around the world, and they are the one to get vaccinated. We can deduct or assume that there are different criteria for the Russians to vaccinate their own people. Uh, and maybe that would also be derived on the specific of the success of the vaccine that they have manufactured or not. Again, yeah. the short we, answer that we don't know. Western scientists who do say that it moved forward through its own regulatory process too quickly. I want to shift gears here to a story some people may have missed, and that is the protests that erupted over the weekend in Paris. There were major clashes with tear gas being fired in the streets of the French capital. What do we know about these protests? Why did they start in the first place? These are protests for the second week in a row. Um, they started out uh, regarding Article 24, which is a new bill that is being drafted right now that basically bans any vision of video or photographs that show police brutality. Um, they have been over a hundred protests throughout France. The most violent one uh, was in Paris, as you mentioned, over Saturday. There are 67 people who have been um, wounded. 48 policemen were wounded in Paris alone. And 95, 95 people have been arrested all over France. Um, so the specific thing that happened and that escalated the violence over this weekend protest was a video that was released a few days ago of three white policemen beating uh, a black music producer. If the bill would have passed, the a distribution of such a video would be illegal and you would be, uh, and anyone who had distributed would uh, have, could have been for one year in prison or a $50,000 $50,000 fine. Um, the protesters say that their freedom of speech and the fact that they can criticize the police brutality, which it seems that ha happens more often than we would like in France, um, that they won't be able to protest against it, and uh, even not the, the press and the media. Um, Macron, the French president, have said that they're going to redraft the bill. However, they, he called the protesters crazy people. So um, we expect more protests in the coming weekends as well on this. You've been listening to You're Not Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. We'll be right back. The last story I want to touch on this week has to do with developments out of Egypt. 
and human rights activists who were released after a lot of international pressure regarding a regime that has acted in very similar ways to past governments that have ruled in Egypt. This weekend, after almost three weeks of arrest, um, three of the employees of the Egyptian Initiative for Personal Rights Organization have been released. Um, they were arrested mid-November um, for no particular reason. Unfortunately, it's very common in the Assisi regime. Since 2014, when he took power, um, he and his government and his security forces have been detaining human activists, journalists, lawyers, and doctors, or any other people who would criticize or voice out any concern about the government activities. So um, it's not something that's uncommon. Um, the people of the EIPR organization actually were the one who were protesting those arrests in the past. Um, they got, this specific arrest got a very special attention from diplomats, Western um, intelligence community, um, policymakers. Among them is uh, Biden's uh, intended secretary of state, Mr. Anthony Blinken, said that um, the Biden administration will put a specific uh, pressure and harsher pressure than further uh, other administration about the Egyptian human rights angle. Um, and so finally, they were released over the weekend with the help of none other by Muhammad Nwal Sadat, the nephew of the former president and the late former president Anwar Sadat. Um, despite the fact that they're free, they're probably being monitored by the Egyptian government and security forces. And we will continue to follow this as well. Trey? Yeah, certainly. The last story we'll get to is our good news story of the week amid the pandemic, a song of hope. Yes, um, it's finally over a project that lasted for three years. We're talking about 197 different artists from all over the world, one from each country. Um, they have written a song and practiced and recorded it. It's called the Earth Orchestra. Um, they have, the song has been released over this weekend. And one of the musicians said that that's exactly what the world needs right now. The healing power of music and come together for a, a good cause. And I think I couldn't agree more. I definitely encourage people to look this up. It's a great song. And I think underscores that humans can come together despite the fact there is an ongoing pandemic. Joining us once again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Yonat, thank you. Thanks, Ray. See you next week. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.